0: You are listening to episode 105 of Game Deflators Podcast. My name's John. I'm joined by Ryan and a special guest. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. We like to talk about games.
1: We've recently picked up games we're currently playing, and we do unto others in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge.
0: So for all of those listening, do unto others, we are talking about the Bible game on the PlayStation 2. And Ryan, there's a good reason we played that game this week. This week we have my buddy Justin in town, and uh, it's a game we've always wanted to play together. Justin? Hello, everybody. I'm Justin. So, uh, yeah, so dude, let's go ahead and uh, start off the episode for our recent pickups. Justin's not going to have anything because, well, no, he's got some beer pickups this week since he's been in town. But for my pickups, uh, this week I got Double Dragon, number one. And that one uh, was on NES. I picked up today, as a matter of fact. Picked up Curious George on the GameCube today. Curious. Curious. And uh, Justin, what the hell is the other game I picked uh, up? He picked up a really nice case of Kirby. Yeah, I picked up a Kirby case, Return to Dreamland. And there was some other game. Uh, it's over there. In a, no, it's in the closet in a pile. Because I, I put it away for a moment. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my pickup. And I also got, um, what is it? Tearaway? Or what the hell is it called? Yeah, Tearaway on the PS4 remember we were talking about last week for our oh, yeah, yeah. collecting episodes so i was I w- like
1: that sounds so familiar i know we talked about
0: it before. yeah yeah I, I was trying to remember the name so i did pick up tearaway i uh, figured that would be a great game to play in the future with my wife and it's pretty colorful and it's by media molecule so that's my pickups justin uh, before ryan goes do you want to tell us about your pickups
2: pickups uh, lots of alcohol and beer that were only made in uh, arizona because i'm from miami florida There we go. So we got, dude, we got some good stuff. We got this um,
0: one called Abnormal, which I don't think you've seen. It's like a California brewery. Straight up coffee. Like Mm. coffee stuff. So good. I'll have to get you some of that. And then I got him, we got him some Adventurous Stills Whiskey. Just some good stuff, and uh some blueberry cider
2: thing, in the bottle that was yeah, it was tasty, like, dude, twenty dollars, and I was like, oh, I gotta I've get seen it that. It was, it was like like really the... good, big thing with a pop top and yeah, everything. yeah, I've oh, seen that It was Phenomenal. the bottle that attracted me. I just wanted the
0: bottle.
1: I know I'm a sucker for packaging,
0: yeah, so it was so good. and then he bought me a, a Japanese whiskey. I, I gotta have you try that too. That's oh yeah good, oh man, it goes stuff. down so smooth.
1: Hey, remember, folks, you can't drink all day if you don't start early
0: exactly so i think i have my beer at three o'clock and i'm like well it's five over on east coast right so i think we're good well we do have a, a coffee beer so you yeah. have that in the morning i'll wake you up actually it says for breakfast on there it's interesting on the can what are your pickups so this week like uh, a good person that
1: pays for playstation plus i picked up middle earth shadow of war and hollow knight void edition now middle earth i have no experience the last time i played any lord of the rings game i think it was like the two towers on xbox oh, yeah, like the third little... person action game mm-hmm. those were pretty sick and i've heard that the like shadow of mordor was supposed to be pretty sweet and i think the se- this is the sequel i think right Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good, too. So I'm actually... You know, I'm not always that into the PS Plus games. They don't always seem like it's something that I really want, but I always go in and kind of add it to the library 90, 80% of the time anyways. But that's one I actually might check out and play. And then Hollow Knight, Voidheart Edition. I already have Hollow Knight on my Switch, but this one comes with, like, the DLC and stuff, which I think was, like, paid DLC that I never paid for. And... Uh, Hollow Knight was, like, one of the few Switch games that I actually, like, preferred to play in docked mode. So, if I'm ever going to go back and play this game again, like, I've got a way better way to play it now on the PS4 than worrying about playing it on the Switch again. So, I'm super excited to have that. I almost want to go in and play it, but, but I can't. I am in the midst of Persona 4. I'm getting it. I'm playing it, and I really missed playing it. Like, the more that I've been playing it now, the more I'm like, man, why did I stop playing this? And then I remember, oh, uh, yeah, I had that Dark Souls itch, and uh, was Sekido something that I dropped this to play You also? dropped,
0: You dropped Sekido. Uh, well, you dropped this to play Sekido. You dropped... Sekido to play Dark Souls.
1: Yeah. I yeah, and then I went through all that other stuff. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm glad to be back in there. I love the... The characters, uh, I'm getting back used to like the idea of like fusing personas. I had to look up like a tips and tricks. And actually, since I stopped playing this and they released the PC version, there's been like a whole surge in content for this online. So now I've got like some fresh tips and tricks articles that aren't the same ones that I read before that I can go through. And I mean, it's all the same advice, but at least I'm you know giving somebody some clicks out there.
0: So uh, Justin. I don't know if you've heard our episodes in the past, but Ryan has a tendency to not finish video games,
2: like at all. It's like, my number one talent. Oh man, I, I can't. I have to finish the game. I mean, I paid like sixty to you know fifty to sixty dollars for the game. I gotta finish it. Like oh, Cyberpunk, John's you know, when it comes out. Yeah, Brian takes games <laughs> off my shelf and he's like, "I'm gonna play this for a little bit," and then he doesn't play it. I'm the person that likes the you know like hundred percent things and stuff. Not as bad as John because he's got a couple platinums. But oh no, but dude, there's like people that have
0: like hundreds of platinums and i question their existence shout out to gerard the completionist yeah like i just don't get it how they can do 100 percent all games i've got like two platinums but i try to complete as much as i can but not platinum they're too much way too much um okay so my currently playing so justin and i actually we we both played this and we can talk a little bit about this one so we played Blair witch continued that from last week did, did you
1: guys just pick yeah. it up where we left it off
0: no well he hadn't started so we had to start yeah so we, so we start from, yeah, so from fresh but uh, it only took us like 20 30 minutes to get where we went because i had already played that section yeah
1: so i was like okay you didn't we didn't have to wander in the circles looking for like how many times did we go in circles before we were like I don't oh, know. the camera, the camera yeah car. like 10 got times
0: it. so we figured that out and we had a guide and stuff too to kind of help us out and like where to go next we were like let's just beat this game um so we beat blur which we then what? played nope. no god no. <laughs> <laughs> i think we got 50 <laughs> no, percent oh of the trophies gosh, no so we also played Limbo and Inside as well. And we beat both of those.
1: I played Limbo before. Limbo's super fun. So I played that on my Vita at an airport yeah. years ago.
0: So we both played, um, you know, obviously those two games and, and we enjoyed them. But I would say, dude, so out of Limbo and Inside, which one did you prefer?
2: I I really liked uh, Inside, it was a little bit easier, more cruising, but I feel like the backstory was more interesting, like the futuristic type of uh, aesthetic they were going with. Yeah, that like dystopian type of era that they kind of had going for it was awesome. But
0: with with Inside, you know, he's right, like it was much, much easier. We were able to cruise through the levels at an easier pace. There was the one area that we kind of always got stuck in, though, was going to be the water monster. Oh, yeah, that water monster was great, man. Oh, man. So we're sitting there like half like I'm half asleep I was falling asleep in the game because it's so late. But this water monster is there and it's just like <sighs> as it's chasing you through the, the water. You're trying to swim away and get into some light and you just have to like perfectly time things to get from one platform to the next while swimming. Absolutely insane. So we enjoyed that one a lot. Limbo we played last night and beat it and it was good, but I Inside had the colors going for it, whereas Limbo is just that black and white grayscale type of look. So you should have played it the other way around. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, We so just it's, played first whatever was there. So. Yeah, so like it's an Inside Limbo. I'm like, I don't know. Inside came before Limbo, I guess, so let's play it. I, didn't, I don't know the backstory on those as far as like the original story and the background on like the character and whatnot and why you're escaping this place, both areas and why you're even going through it. And then it's obviously, the disc itself is called Inside slash Limbo. So I'm like, Okay, so I guess that one's first. Turns out I was wrong. But we we did enjoy Limbo. We got stuck on quite a few puzzles. And uh, timing is absolutely have to Limbo be uh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. There's, like, some that we're just playing through it. And we're like, okay, we need to consult Google. Because, like, there's some that we just could not figure out. And then the ones we did figure out, we knew what to do. But it was just taking forever. Because, like he said, timing. on ev- Like, you had to be perfectly timed on some of these to even complete it. So it was fun. Uh, I think we spent, what, three and a half hours on each one?
2: Yeah, and then what, what, how much did we spend on Blair Witch? About four and a half. I was so tired the first night because you made me climb a mountain like 3,000 feet up in the air. Yeah, we did climb a mountain. So, like, mountain. I was so yeah. tired I couldn't even be scared of it. I was just more frustrated. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't my God. see anything. He's, like, so angry. He's, like, take the controller. And I'm, like,
0: why? And he's, like, I'm tired. I don't want to play. So, I'm, like, fine. So, I take the controller and, like, I'm tired and worn out. So, I'm, like, all right, let's go. And, like, every time something was popping out, like, to scare us... Uh, we like... We're like Yeah, okay. he, kept, he
2: kept dying and I was just so tired I wouldn't jump so I just kept like killing the monster with the flashlight and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and, and the best part was while we were
0: playing uh, our dog, you know, was hanging on the couch with my wife and I and him and he, <laughs> seriously, like we're just going through this level and he just goes ah and he you know makes a loud like jumping sound a dog flips out looks at him angry and like walks off into the den and just curls up it's like screw (laughs) yeah the dog was growling at me oh yeah that was hilarious but there was one particular area where i'm like here justin take the phone like kind of let me know like what the next step is and what we got to do here in this level and we're in the witch's house whatever right and so we go into the house and he's reading. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, so this, this, and this is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. So as I'm walking, a servant of the witch or somebody as she's taken over uh, pops out of nowhere and like screams and I just jump and flip out. And he's just in the corner laughing his ass off because he knew what the hell was coming up. Mm-hmm. He says he didn't, but he he damn well knew that that I, was coming I swear, up. I swear, I uh, swear, I did not know what was going on.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, sure. So... That was pretty good. And, uh, you know, like I said, we ended up beating that one. That one, I guess we can give a review on that really quick because we played it last week and discussed what the value was. So Justin said one out of five. I'm not going that route. It's not a one out of five. It's better than that. Um, so it's based off of, I think, the 2016 reboot of Blair Witch because I, I watched a few clips on that and how everything flowed in that movie. It's based on the game looks pretty much similar. So... I would say if I was rating it on like a scale of 10, I would say probably about a 7 to 8 overall. Still worth the 30 bucks, I feel, Uh, given that it's a newer game, pretty short, sweet. This game, if it was in VR, would be horrifying.
1: I think there is a VR version. Well,
0: yeah, and we had talked about that last week. I, I haven't confirmed yes or no on that, but if there is VR, horrifying. Like, this would scare the hell out of anybody. So... The puzzles weren't too bad overall. Like it was fairly easy. It does get a bit annoying when you just have this flashlight and you're trying to find stuff in the dark. Like that's a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, f- I think it was. Um... What would you think about like the uh, twist? Yeah, dude. So that's one thing we can agree on. Spoiler warning. Yeah. So spoiler Potential warning. Potential spoiler warning. So the twist
2: in that game, where it turns out it's just you the entire time, I wasn't too you know surprised. Well, you saw I was that one coming. I kind of saw it coming.
0: I I was surprised there. So, yeah, when it was all said and done, I'm like, well, damn. And then, but you know, it, when you look back at the area where you're in the sawmill and there's somebody down below like playing with the dog and everything, and you're like, why the hell is he playing with the dog? And you go down there. Well, it's kind of crazy because it's like, okay, the dog's playing with that person because it's you. Like, that's why the dog is okay playing with Carver. Who's the character in that?
2: I'm sorry, I just couldn't get over the fact that the game was so dark and you had just like a little tiny spot to look at at all times. So you're always tripping over all the branches and everything, running in and everything. And the
0: flashbacks and stuff were pretty interesting for the game. Uh, I would say, though, at the end, like the final area, like trying to get down to the basement and follow these paths and get around enemies, that was a bit of a pain in the ass and and kind of frustrating because it took so long. Like, it was at a point where it's just like, come on, like... Let us get to the end here. Like, why are we going through the same circles over and over and over again? And so we finally got past it all. And I thought it was pretty good at the end of the day. And, you know, if you're into horror games and you want something quick to play, I think Blur Witch is a great game to play. So, uh, but yeah, that was our currently playing this week. Um, So before we jump into our topics, so this week we're going to be really talking about our favorite gaming moments. We're talking about friends, gaming and friends. We got a friend here. And we're going to talk about, you
1: know, some stuff that we like to do with our friends involving with gaming.
0: I don't and know what do you... happened here, but I accidentally did something on the That's okay. Don't worry about that. Okay, so uh, basically our topics this week are going to be uh, favorite gaming pickups of a friend. So really a game that we picked up that we enjoyed. Uh, The next one would be most frustrating game we've played with a friend. So Justin being here, he'll probably say Blair Witch. And uh, the next one is Gaming Memories. So uh, really just some of the fun times that we've had. So we'll kind of recant some of those memories. And we've got an inflation deflation of the Bible game. Apparently Ryan has a THW for the the Bible game. And uh, as always... Find our podcast on social media: so Facebook at the Game Deflators, Instagram at the Game Deflators, Twitter at Game Deflators, and then find our podcast on podcast applications such as Podbean, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And of course, leave us a five star review, six if you can, six if you can. Uh, and then there's of course thegamedeflators.com, our new website that needs to have some editing done so you guys can see all the awesome games we've. Ever- we'll get to it. We will. We've been saying that for months. Uh, but before we start on those topics, Ryan, I've got trivia. And I'll give it to oh, both of you. I forgot about trivia. I will give it to both of you. Here. What year was the first virtual reality headset created? That's stupid. 1805. Like you can't
1: you can't give us like a year question. Okay, I'm gonna go. I think.
0: Okay, okay. How about this? This one will be. No, no, no. Let me let
1: me guess. Let me okay, guess. okay.
0: I'm gonna go with the year nineteen. 78 19 go on Justin your guess uh
2: 1841 you know damn well you're joking give 19, a legit 18, <laughs> Nineteen
1: eighteen forty
2: Nineteen eighteen forty one. oh come on it was medieval people that did it man that's the not Vikings the medieval era all the time when they were raiding britain <laughs> god made no sense at all
0: what year in the 90s i'll give you that clue okay okay oh it was the 90s yes yeah, oh it was 92 then no it wasn't 95 yep that's not, that's correct 95 see i i knew what i was talking about ryan i'll throw <laughs> ryan i'll throw you a bone here wait uh, are you talking about the virtual boy I'm guessing that's what it is. just says 1995. Doesn't say what it is. Uh, Brian, what position did the creator... That's a BS question. Uh, I strike down your question. It has no answer. I'll give you a better one. Uh, What position did the creator of a Game Boy have at Nintendo? This one's very widely known, so if you don't get this one, that's on you. What position
1: did he have?
0: Yeah. What position did the creator of a Game Boy have at Nintendo?
1: He
0: was... um... Like his job title? Yeah. What was his job at Nintendo? Uh, He was... Uh, I know this one. Head of marketing. No. Justin? Janitor. Yep. That is correct. Damn, Ryan. What? Damn. Yeah, he's a janitor. He was a janitor. Yep. Yep. Creator of Game Boy was a janitor. Well, Man, I need to get into
1: janitorial work. <laughs> I've got a lot of good ideas.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, right? uh, swapping the floor and uh, cleaning things. He's gonna get a janitor job at, like, Sony. You know what you
0: really need here?
1: Was this the same guy from, uh... Gosh, what's the movie where the janitor's like a math guy? I don't know, right? Oh, it just as janitor. um, Good Will Hunting. Yeah. I With Robin Williams. Williams. Amazing things done by janitors. I want to see a compilation. We should make a
0: book. Okay so uh first topic guys uh favorite gaming pickup of a friend ryan will let you start it off so that way justin and i can get an idea for how you're gonna format this
1: well and also because as soon as you guys started talking about yours you wanted to steal the exact game and the same memory that i have well that's okay well we could share <laughs> memories from- i think a lot of people out there though can relate to this this was a uh, a fantastic time Back when I was
0: still in school, uh, me and my friends, shout out to my buddies Kyle and Tony. A really quick question. Uh, You were in school today during the Inflation Deflation Challenge, but I'll let you continue.
1: Okay. Uh, So (laughs) Uh, this was uh, back going to GameStop for midnight releases with my buddies and picking up a game. We went out and we got Halo 3. We all went back to our respective homes. We stayed up all night long drinking game fuel, playing Halo 3, and I don't think we actually beat it that night, but we had to stop, go to school, and then recollect ourselves after the school day and finally make the final push through the end. And man, like, A, I feel way too old to stay up and pull an all-nighter anymore. And B, it just, like, I know that there's still people out there playing online games together, but, like, me and my friends, we just don't really have that that time and that space anymore for that like it's such a distinct like fun time that was just like you know no worries about work or anything like that just being a kid in school hanging out with your friends doing whatever you want in your free time like nothing's ever gonna get back to that time and i think that uh you know of all the midnight releases that we went to together all the games that we played online that's the moment that's just like man
2: that's the best getting old sucks
0: oh it it does does. (laughs) it does uh well of course we can always take vacations and still have fun times uh we've been doing that this week but i would say favorite gaming pickup of all time would have to be when i first picked up starcraft to play on battle.net with justin and my brother and I think I've brought this up in a prior episode where we talked about like some of the game, greatest gaming moments that we've had. Uh, so This topic's a little reminiscent of that, so check out that prior episode. I think it was, God, in the 70s or 60s we did that episode. But, dude, like, you, when we first started playing, you would bring the ghost up from the, is it the Terran? Is that the enemy? Uh, the ghosts. ghost. Uh, yeah, the Terran. Terran. I think it was yeah. the Terran, yeah. Yeah. So like, We're all playing and I just hear, like, nuclear launch detected. I'm like, motherfucker like what is going on here and it's just like Justin blowing us up with like ten ghosts just destroying us while we're trying to build up our armies we have no idea how to play this game we're just starting Justin's
2: a veteran at this. yeah I played red alert one and two you know I I played it for a long time I was homeschooled and that's all I did yeah I did did barely any homeschooled but I did play a lot of red alert so he's
0: over here playing you know red alert and other types of RTS type games And uh, just goes and throws a bunch of ghosts on my brother and I. And just destroys our bases all at once. And we had no idea what was going on. Luckily, my brother and I decided to uh, learn during our time off. And uh, we were able to make it a little more challenging. But, dude, some of those those Battle.net games were absolutely hilarious. And, of course, like... Whenever we would build
2: up, um, like I would build up the Protoss, you would typically play Zerg. I, I love Zerg, yeah. The entire, like, uh, swarm aspect of StarCraft was great. Zerg was obviously
0: the best because of the Zerg rush and everything, being able to kill an enemy really quick. Well, so, no,
1: they weren't the best. It was
2: a balanced game. It's a balanced game because, like, if the Zerg don't win in the beginning, they ain't winning in the end game.
0: Yeah, that is, that is true. But if you can zerg rush somebody fast enough, you're pretty screwed.
1: Yeah, I missed. So. I missed out on StarCraft when I didn't really pick up StarCraft until StarCraft Two came out. Oh man, that one's good too. They're both good. So hard. I just I don't have like I can't get that uh, like clicks per minute high enough to like do anything, and I always get too
0: frazzled. And I like playing the Terran, and I like moving my bases around. Yeah, you too don't much. want to get carpent tunnel, uh, <laughs> dude. I, I used to love playing Protoss. Like that was always the best, and having like. Just like wrapping your whole thing with like the uh, the proton cannons along the edges. So anybody's like, I'm going to fly into your base. No, you're not. Just destroying everything that comes in. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, Justin, would that be on the top of your list? Or, or what other gaming pickups would you say would be on the top?
2: I got to say, uh, we, we played a lot of games. We played God of War. Uh, we played... Oh... Uh, ratchet and clank ratchet and clank going a lot. Commando. I, I got him into ratchet and clank that game was so great it was just absolute fun it, it, you know like you're not even trying to win you're just try- playing the game because it's fun we uh so he had actually picked up ratchet and clank or was it mina picked it up and i just brought it over i don't recall i had it and then you came over and you
0: played it and you're like holy crap this i had to is buy it myself but yeah so we played going commando and we just straight up played the arena for Hours upon hours until we beat the arena.
2: There is a time. Remember when you had God of War? I think it was two, and your girlfriend was trying to call you, but I wouldn't let you answer the phone because I just wanted to play more God <laughs> of War. He was like, "You're not picking up. You you have to play this game with me." Like, we right. played it all <laughs> night long. We played it like two days straight. And needless <laughs> to say, she was pissed. Oh, she was really mad. She was pissed. Uh, that was probably when she hated Justin. <laughs> she she's always
0: hated me. It's okay. True. Well, yeah. Well, good thing we're not with her anymore. Um, okay. Most frustrating game, Ryan. So, most
1: frustrating game played with a friend. I tried really hard to think about this. And, I mean, with the ease of which I give up on games, you know, I don't encounter a lot of frustration in gaming out there. And usually, like, my friends and I, like, it's it's one thing to, like, get your ass handed to you. In games like that's not really what I would call frustrating that's just not being as good but still having a good time like the number of times that I've gotten like absolutely destroyed by like my friend playing as like pit or Meta Knight there's just nothing I can do to counter them like that's not frustrating that's just fun but this podcast has really exposed me to some things and uh, me and John were going back through kind of looking at some games and not all the games that we played have been great but I think that uh, we could both agree that Parappa the Rapper was a frustrating game to play. Like, no matter how hard we tried to really understand, like, the mechanics, like, the timing just never really seemed to work. Like, we just couldn't do it, and it didn't seem like it was really our fault. And I know that there's a lot of sentiment online, and I've heard people talk about the controls of Parappa the Rapper, and it can be a tough game to play, so... I think I'm going to have to go with that. Like, there's probably something else out there. Like, I always have a hard time when we play Sega games. Like, I remember Alien being really hard. I remember... Alien's phenomenal, dude. uh, Wampum was tough for me. That was good, too. I'm not saying they're bad games. I'm just saying, like, some of those, like, old-school platformers are not really my jam. So they can be frustrating for me because I just, like... Or Sega games because who has
0: three buttons on a controller, really? Really? Well, I mean, there's four on there a like Sony controller. controller. Yeah, it was six on some. And then there's See, they four on it. the... They
1: don't even know. They don't even know. There's too many options. They too don't know what they're doing.
0: Well, at least it's not the Dreamcast, because, oh my God, back and shoulders brutal. Uh, okay, so... Oh, um, Blue
1: Stinger. That was kind of frustrating, because, I mean, it was kind of the disc's fault. Yeah, it wasn't our fault. The but, game like, the unskippable cutscenes and the... Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't great. I would there's agree. There's lots of games that it's... Frustrating is such a hard thing. Like, I'm getting frustrated just trying
0: to think about it right now. So, uh, dude, I think for my frustration, it would have to be either Mad Maestro. That was pretty frustrating for me. I could never get the timing right on that game. Power Rapper, Rapper, I could, you know, get it pretty close for the most part. And I enjoyed it for, you know, for what it was. Uh, the other one would probably be, I'd say F-Zero. No, no, no. That IGPX game we played. Mm. That game was super frustrating because I could just not figure it out. It just wasn't that good, at least from what uh, I remember. You the, remember that... The final level of Miss Spider. What the hell was the final level? Remember, it was like the matching the mosquitoes, but like we literally couldn't get it. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it's a game for kindergartners. And like we could not get that game because of it was like on my 4K TV, all the colors blended together and you couldn't tell what the hell was what. Was, like that. That, that was that was pretty brutal as well. Yeah, I would say probably from what we've played, I would say Mad Maestro is probably closer to the top of my list.
2: It was a fun game, but I just I suck at rhythm based games. So so I got to say I I was playing this game with uh, John's brother and it's called I Am Bread. Horrible. It was designed to be annoying. Um, Ryan's like immediately Google this. Right? I am bread okay. and another one is called uh, Getting Over It with Ben Folly oh yeah i know that one uh I, I i downloaded the game i played it for five minutes and then i quit it hey i am bread's got a seven out of ten justin it's the i am bread is probably one of the most annoying games ever uh you've got to download it and so i can watch you scream at the tv is that a piece of bread on a skateboard? yes you're, you're bread and you got your entire um thing is to get to the other side of the kitchen and land into a toaster so you can become toast well, hold on. is that like literally the only thing in the game? Well, yeah. yeah and you, the thing is, is that the controllers are really, really difficult because you got to use the shoulder buttons to swing yourself around and stuff like that. Mm. And you have a timer for the grip. So you only have a certain amount of time that you can um, grab onto things. It says PC game free download. If you want a preview of how annoying that game is, just watch Markiplier play it. Okay. I I need to play this. I need to play. You can download it on the PlayStation.
0: I can see that, and then also the Xbox, Android. Interestingly enough, iOS, and uh, you could be yeah. mobile bread. You could be mobile bread. That's
2: correct. Well, it is mobile to bread to go, baby. And it's the same. I think it's from the same company that brought you um, uh, the brain surgeon game, the operation one, where you the controls are really finicky mm. and you're trying to fix people up. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that, but there is kind of like a whole category or genre of games that
1: are like deliberately frustrating, like Goat Simulator. and Goat Simulator and, was kind of fun.
2: I had a fun time with it.
1: But I mean, like, they... they del- Or, like, Octodad, like, games where, like, they deliberately impede the controls aren't really great on purpose, and that's kind of where the fun comes from. Is I think that emergent s- gameplay from being, like, how do I do this? Like, I think Q-Wop. it's...
0: I think it's just crappy programming, and they can't get it right, so they say, we're making a new genre. Bad control games. That, that would probably seem the most correct okay so uh outside of the most frustrating games uh best gaming memory that we've had with a friend
1: this is there's so many like i just wrote down like a whole slew of different things here like i remember uh shout out to my friend tony again and kyle playing cod 4 when that came out and like every day after school we would just get home pop online like we had a whole clan of people that went to school with tony that i never met in my life because they went to another school and we didn't have driver's license yet so it's like every day i would get on and hang out with these same dudes every day and it it got into my head so much to the point where it's like i remember distinctly like sitting at my desk but in my mind i'm just like crouch turn turn up like Practicing in my mind, like, what the field's like and everything. I remember, um, like, staying up late with my buddies playing Halo 2 or Halo 3 online. And, like, one night, I think it was Halo 2 we were playing, uh, we all, like, were just kind of sharing the mic, and we called ourselves the Vaj, and we were, like, this cult leader. We got, like, this whole following of strangers online hailing us in every match, and, like, turning against like it wasn't like we were playing like big teams or anything we were playing like solo but we would all get into the same room every match and just they team up with us
0: oh man uh so cod is probably on on our list as well i don't know so much for you as it is for me um justin whenever i'd play simmons and that bastard would hook up c4 explosives in that one level next to cars so every time you pass by you blow up and you were just hear him cackling in the other room from killing you if a Flippin' C4 Explosive. So there's that. And then I would say one of the other better gaming moments is, remember when we were playing Gears of War, and I had a microphone, and you had a microphone, but I was as a guest? And so I was playing, like, super annoying music on my end, and the guys are like, Why the hell? What's with that music? That music sucks. And they're getting like super flipping pissed at us because of the music. They kept trying to remove me from the game. But you were on there like, man, that's so annoying. Like, I wish that guy would get off and everything. And it was just me the whole time. And so, like, these guys are like panicking, trying to get me kicked out of the game
2: and mute me. And they couldn't. They were trying to mute me instead because he was the second player.
0: Yeah, Mm. it was so flippin' hilarious, man, so they were so pissed off, and eventually they figured it out, but what was better is when we went into another room later on, and it was the same guys like, oh, it's these idiots again, and they just jumped out of the
2: match, so that was pretty good, but I would say probably, probably sticky grenades. Yeah, playing Halo 2 and Halo 3 all night with uh, John and his brother, uh... I could remember we came up with a lot of different catchphrases and a lot of different nicknames we'd call each other. Like we'd call each other a cockroach. So like if I'm about to be killed and Jordan comes out of nowhere and he kills me, and then then John's like you cockroach, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I probably probably the funniest memory. I think we laughed about this for like several days. Uh, Jordan gets into the ghost with a rocket launcher, and he flies yeah, it was, above. It was a banshee, because the oh, it was a banshee, yeah. yeah, 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 the banshee, where you can fly around, and he gets in the banshee, and he a jackie like he he gets off of the banshee in mid air, looks at the warthog because I'm driving a warthog with John on the back and the gunner, and he blows both of us up out of nowhere,
0: oh hey, dude. Gosh. It was the funniest thing when looking at it from our perspective, because we're just like driving in Blood Gulch, no issue whatsoever, and then we just, I'm looking up with the gun, like trying to shoot it, and I just see a guy falling from the sky rocket launcher in hand aiming down and then just launches and blows both of us up it was the by far the most hilarious kill i've ever seen and at that point we were land up so we had two xboxes um one of us on the other side of the house and the other you know two players on i think TV. at one
2: point we had three xboxes because i had an xbox You probably had one and then you had one that's right and then we played one in one room one in my room and then one upstairs. And this was a day before, uh, This was the time before Wi-Fi was big. So God, we had this Lance huge so land hard. cable. Yeah. yeah, we had this like like what two hundred foot land cable <laughs> running we, through your house. All I know is this a long ass <laughs> land cable. It's CRTs.
1: We had. There's no flat panel TV. So well, you we, had to have like big heavy TVs. Oh
2: yeah, and I brought over my modem so that way we could hook all the landlines oh, together gosh. with
1: all the. Uh, it like it seems stuff. to be so you young people today. You've got it so lucky.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that was before I had a cell phone.
0: (laughs) So I think it was uh, it was cable or like you know high speed internet, but it wasn't fast enough to do anything. Because obviously we could play Starcraft and all that back then, but it it wasn't fast enough internet to really be able to do like all three of us playing in my house with my mom watching something and my dad on the computer. So Mm -hmm. we had to land it up and. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Lime Wire days, man! Lime Wire days. Killer of computers. Killer of computers. Yes. Uh, What was the other one? Uh, I've got a couple more. You could think. Oh, okay.
1: Go on. So, if you guys want to have like a really fun time that'll make you bust out laughing, get drunk, get some friends, and start playing Deadly Premonition. Oh, that game's horrible. The beginning of Deadly Premonition, no joke. There's like the first thirty minutes, you're on a quest to run around this police station and gather keys that have a squirrel keychain hanging from them and there's like five or six sets of keys like every time you go back to this dude he's like nope that's the wrong kind of squirrel it's actually this kind of squirrel and it's like okay you go into another room find another set of keys and it's like how many freaking types of squirrels did they have to do research on for this game like we were like cracking up so much like we could barely get through it and it's like
0: it just kept going And then um, I'd have to say, dude, uh, another good memory uh, for myself would be uh, today playing uh, some good old Mario Party four on the GameCube. John won his first game of Mario Party, everybody. My first game that I ever played. Yeah. So Justin had never played it. I suck at Mario Party historically, so this was my first victory. And Ryan, the entire time, was bragging about how good he is. I was in last Party. place, like the whole game. It was great. So until I wasn't. Yeah. So uh, the best part is just justin i gotta say with ryan sitting there like gloating and he's just like yeah you know i'm i'm ready to take this are you, are you guys allergic to stars like because ryan got in 10 turns one star and like 50 coins or something i accumulated 160 coins by luck because that's mario Party. no you stole my coins i didn't steal your coins no you swapped them between peach oh yeah oh. yeah i swapped his coins initially so he had a lot and then he had none with peach so oh, you, it was peach, peach and you minutes, so i swapped right, the coins yeah. on a little chance thing Oh, you won the lotto. I won the lotto in uh, that first level. So I got 100 coins. And then uh, I won a couple of mini games and I landed on a lot of question mark boxes or spaces. So at the end of the day, Ryan's sitting there and he's like, oh, look, I got my star. Oh, look, I got the mini star. I'm good to go. And of course, I got a star for the most coins because I had the most coins. And uh, I got the happening star. because you know what? It was happening with Luigi. You're happening dude. It was happening with Luigi. And uh, Ryan was absolutely shocked. And horrified when he thought that Peach, the computer, was going to get that happening star. I thought
1: she had it happening.
2: And then I got it, and now I can gloat. I can, uh, gloat. Can, we, can we go back to Deadly Premonition? I have a couple more things go to ahead. say about it. Uh, that game is is so bad that it's actually good. So I just wanted to say that because I actually learned the guitar song to the theme song of that game. Oh, you did? Because that one time where they're around the table and they're trying to talk to each other across the table and the theme music gets louder and they're screaming above the theme music, Yeah. I just died laughing. Um, it, It was designed to be somewhat bad, but at the same time, it's making fun of itself.
1: Yeah, it's one of those games that it's like, it's like watching a really bad movie, like it's better with friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I wouldn't be able to play it by myself. I was playing it with Jordan just laughing so hysterically at it. Sounds like we got to play
0: some Deadly Premonition, Ryan. So, uh, with that, this looks like it's going to be a shorter episode for us this this week. Uh, Let's get, did you just, did you just correct the The On the fly, John. On on the the fly. fly. I just see my computer switch to The. So, this week on our inflation. Because we're not Twitter. We like The. We like that. That's correct. That's correct. So this week, we played the Bible game. This was developed by Mass Media, published by Crave Entertainment, which actually kind of shocked me, uh, was released in October of 2005 and is a Christian party game for a reception of five out of ten. Uh, let, let's start with uh, with Justin. Oh. What? They, look, we've been wanting to play this game for, I don't know, 15 years or so now. I didn't
1: even know this game was a thing. They John was like... Justin's going to be in town. We've always wanted to play the Bible game. I bought it. And I was like, all right, let's see what
2: happens. Uh, So the the start of this uh, game, I used to work at uh, Hollywood Video. Remember Blockbuster? Yeah, they were the equal opposite. Uh, And uh, it was there on the game shelf, but we never played it because we just, it was kind of like, it's funny enough to play, but we just just never rented it. We don't want to waste our money. You know you're not
1: going to get your money out of it in the long run.
2: Oh, I got my money out of it today. 100% 100% I have got a
0: reason for that too Ryan but not when you're a kid and that's your game for the weekend uh, yeah that's true except Justin used to get free, uh, free rental so I don't know why we never got it maybe because we, we just laughed at it so much and we're like no we'd never play it, we, that we just kept making fun of it I think it. Well, that's what it was um, it was just shocking to see the bible game and have like a whale swimming on the front and then just the bible game in big letters so yeah dude I, I don't know how we went this long
2: without playing it Uh, But uh, what were your thoughts? Um, um, I'm trying to behave myself right now. Um, (laughs) uh, It was decent. Uh, The music is very uh, Christian rock, kind of like a Reliant K's skillet type of vibes. It actually wasn't Um, bad. No, no. The music was pretty good. Uh, The graphics was pretty good, considering uh, how much they don't have to move around a lot. You know, it's kind of like a game show type of thing. For being a PS2 game, mm-hmm. it looks really like a shovelware Wii game. Yeah, it actually yeah. does. Like it wasn't bad graphically. Uh, the mini games were were decent. Uh, there's this one game where you have like a line thing, and you're you're going like a snake type of vibe. But and I kept I kept uh, screwing John over. That pissed me off. By by just following in his footsteps, and he could never make a square to get any points whatsoever. But he won the game. Uh, the whole thing um,
0: I was straight up winning in that one with a little arrow to knock down as many I don't even know why that fits into the bible game I guess you're knocking down a wall of some sort it was
1: the tower of Babel. oh Oh, yeah yeah. oh that
0: makes sense okay so yeah we're trying to knock down a tower of Babel, which apparently was never ending Uh, but I'm knocking it down and Justin's like oh I'm just gonna follow you and so if you go over somebody's line it erases the person in front of him so he just literally like I was winning that whole thing and I end up losing by 50 points because he kept chasing my ass down i hate you it was wonderful yeah that was pretty friends are awesome yeah it was an interesting game like i've not quite seen
1: a party game lined out like this like it's it, you're all kind of standing there jeopardy style and it gives like the player the opportunity to spin or randomly decide on a block that's on like like a weird it's ass not, like, grid spinning a wheel there's like a shaped grid with different colored spots, which each have a different point value on them. And it would randomly flash around like Simon says, and I guess you picked one, and there would be something under there, either like you would get or give points to somebody or you would uh, play a game, or you would all play a game. But then after that, they gave you the opportunity to pass to somebody else. Or just keep going. So John quickly figured, well, if I just don't let anybody else get to choose anything, <laughs> the only way they can get points is by playing a game, and I'm gonna I've win all the chance at pl- winning the game there as well. So like, he just like skyrocketed through the
0: points.
2: Yeah, it was like trickle down econ- uh, economics.
0: That's pretty much what it amounted <laughs> to. So I ended up with like I think it was like forty five hundred points in a round. You had, or like, something? Enough like for everybody else's points totaled together, I
1: think. It was pretty brutal.
0: And the fact that I was getting some of them, like I've got the crafty animals, a serpent. Uh, I knew Gideon was uh, one of the answers, so I got that one. And there's lots of, I mean, Bible-related trivia, obviously. All of the games were like themed
1: somehow. Like, the games themselves really were very, like, super basic probably the most basic i've ever seen like way less than what you would see in like a mario party
0: like a low-grade mario party
1: game it's interesting that we actually played both of those games today back to back
0: yeah yeah come to think of it yeah and actually so and what's funny is i had mentioned in in the middle of playing i was like yeah this definitely kind of feels like mario party because we all get the opportunity to play now the interesting thing was that you don't really like there were multiple times where everyone got points and I was like, okay, cool. But my favorite moment had to be where it was like, choose what happens. Like the Lord is deciding what happens. And it said, everyone gives you 150 points. And Justin's like, that's not fair. I'm like, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. So that I was like communism to me. That that was hilarious. There was a great moment, like, moment where the, uh,
1: I don't know if the developers did this on purpose or they just had an oversight, but you've got like a stone tablet and it's like, okay, put the uh ten commandments in order but they left like they randomized them but they left the numbers next to the words so all you had to do was put them one through ten like you didn't even have to read any of the words to to put them in the
0: correct order basically how fast can you count yeah yeah and he didn't even finish it no i didn't because there was enough time and it was like the uh it was like go ahead and outline the map. Like, where are your map skills? Like, outline the Middle East. I'm like, uh, what? And I quickly noticed the borders, but there was, like, 30 seconds to change around, like, 20 blocks. It was damn near impossible. Like, can you imagine a little kid trying to play this? Yeah, I and I don't feel like I really learned
1: much. Like, I, I feel like this is supposed to be an educational game, but I don't really feel like there was a lot of opportunity... To gain knowledge because it is like mini games and it is like quick questions and answers. Like, I, I feel like a, a better educational game takes time
0: to make you understand what you're learning, not just throw information at you. And I think that what they were trying to accomplish here is like, let's make it fun for kids, you know, Bible verses and discussing things. But like in that ring game, like I could hear that there were like Bible verses being recited in the background as it was like this, like super but could you calming focus music. on it. But no, I couldn't because my focus was on the rings and trying to get as many points as I could. So like, it was never a mindset of like, let me listen to the Bible verses and what's going on. Uh, so yeah, I could totally see where there's a missed opportunity for them and, and the audience that are trying to target. And of course, you know, have a good game so it got five out of ten so like that's not terrible I mean it's fifty percent uh for a game of this nature it's actually more than I thought it would be I, I agree with the rating yeah um I know, feel I- like this game was designed
1: not really for like like this is this is my take somebody out there was like there's kids that's parents aren't gonna let them get a ps2 if we make this game then they could be like, Mom, I want the Bible game. Get me a PS2. And then they can ease their way into real gaming afterwards. Like, this was like a way to get one over on
0: somebody that was going to block you from getting a
1: PS2 because there was this good option.
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't know how many games on the PS1 or even PS3 had like religious type games. I know of the I've Nintendo. I've heard of Captain Bible. Okay, on, on the PS1? No, it might be a PC game. Okay, if it's on PS1, I'll look into it, because uh, that would be an, an interesting follow-up God down the God bless road. those type of games to help us all become gamers. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the Nintendo had various uh, religious-based games that they sold, I think it was in Bible stores, if I'm correct. Uh, so there's tons of history behind these types of games, and this was just one of those. And I thought it was, you know, we had some fun, for sure. Uh, and I paid initially $10 for this game, uh, for the copy I got. But funny enough, it had a lot of scratches on it when I got it. So I messaged a person that sold it to me. So, Ryan, I don't think I told you this yet. But I just let them know, hey, the game has lots of scratches and it's not as described. So I just I want to go ahead and return it. So my thought was I'll just go ahead and return it and we'll play it the one time and then we're good to go. Uh, but they let me keep it. I guess it was not worth the time to send it back to pay for the return and then try to relist it. So I got a free copy of the Bible game. So for me, it was a free city. Yeah, I don't see anything on PS1. Okay. Yeah. Most
1: of it is all stuff for uh, NES, lots of computer. There's a Genesis port of a game, a couple games, Yeah, some Game Boy. But yeah, mostly Windows and DOS, and then like really old stuff. Gotcha. Ooh, DOS.
0: Okay, well let's look at some uh, brass tacks here. So we've got the most expensive version is a complete and imp- Complete in Box PAL PS2 version at $14.98. The cheapest version is gonna be a loose GBA copy. I didn't even know they made this for GBA at five sixty six. dollars uh, Complete in Box right now is sitting at $7.99 and it peaked at $12.85 in March of 2015 with no data prior to that. Looks like it's trending upwards, probably because I did buy a Complete in Box copy for $9. Uh, and then loose, we're looking at $7.26 and that peaked at $18.95 in February of 2008. And that one's also trending up. Interesting to see that we don't have any data for prior to 2015 on this title.
1: Well, it's weird. Uh, Sometimes it's, and it's usually only the complete inbox for some reason. I don't know if it's just like they didn't record data back
0: before that time or something, but this is not the first time we've run into that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take two mindsets on this. So I'm going to be at both inflated and deflated. And the reason being is if you are of this faith, and this is a game that your kids might be interested in playing or you have interest in having them play this game at seven 99, this would be a steal. You know, you couldn't go wrong even at 10 bucks for this game. If you were, you know, if this is what you want your kids to play, right for us personally. And as collectors, I would probably say $5 is where I would stick at. So that would be more on the deflated side or yeah, it's inflated in that case. So, I'm going to stay with, you know, the, the other aspect, though because I'm not the target audience for this. I'm on a collector's standpoint, wanted to play it because we've wanted to play it shelf for so dressing. long. Yeah, for sure. I, well, I don't even know if it's shelf dressing. It's more of the, the humor and wanting to play it with friends. So I would say this game, I'm going to say that it's deflated based on the audience. I think $7.99, it's worth a little bit more given what you have in the game it was fun it was enjoyable I can see where this would be a fun game for people and that target audience at 10 bucks could not go wrong so it is deflated for me I'm gonna
1: say that uh, the ps2 version is inflated and I think that going for a loose GBA cart for six bucks is the way to go you get that you get that Bible time in the car that's that's a better way to do it, I think. Like yeah, I I think the amount of time that it would take you and also it's a party game on the PS two with only two players. Well, no, you could do a multi tap. If you're multi tapping for the Bible game, then, then everything's you're, you're, lit. Yeah, you bought this for more than one person. This is this is a gift that you give to a single child with a Game Boy Advance. It's all in Jesus' plan. I I, I would not I would not recommend buying this for the PS two. I would and we didn't even go over the GBA one because I don't even know what's on there, but it's got to be more worth the money than the PS2 one. So I'm I'm going to say PS2 inflated, GBA
0: just right. So you'd probably, at six bucks, you'd probably say just right for a complete in box copy? Yeah. On PS2?
1: Yeah. That, that two bucks is putting me off.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say for the final tally and this, we'll say uh, it's going to be just right given that I said deflated, you said inflated. Um... Justin, based on the price, is is seven ninety nine too much to pay for this game?
2: I think it should come down about two dollars. So you're with Ryan. All right, I'm with Ryan. Cool. So about six
0: bucks. That's two to one box Yeah, he, inflated. He's, he's a guest. It doesn't count. Oh come on, man! I'm your best friend. My opinion always counts. Don't say that in front of Ryan. He'll get angry and he'll break things. No, keep him, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, God, we got to think of our next episode that we're gonna be doing so uh we'll we'll have more on that we gotta decide on a game we're gonna play next week we need to get in a better habit of they like, should play i am bread no we're not playing i am bread what Please. is what is next week uh not thanksgiving so are there any we played wampum i think last year before thanksgiving that was pretty cool i don't know what to play this year We'll find something. We'll, we'll come up with something yeah, yeah. that we
1: could be thankful for.
0: We'll we'll figure something out. Um, it probably won't be PS2, so we'll we'll get a good game going, and we'll go from there. Well, for all of you out there listening, of course, catch these episodes on our uh, podcast applications out there. Find us on social media. We can be found at thegamedeflaters.com. dot com. This has been episode 105 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks I, for listening. And I'm Justin. Okay. And, and yeah, he's yeah, Justin. Yeah, I'm the guest. Yeah, he, that's true. We should have had Justin go first. I'm the best guest. Let's try it again. I'm John. Justin. Who, and I'm Ryan. And Justin. And, and thanks for listening. <laughs>